the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Are you looking to sell your app? Blue Throne has bought apps from over 100 developers from all over the world. These developers had a great exit, left financial stress, and moved on to their next big project. Get a free valuation of your app by going to bluethrone.io. That, once again, is bluethrone.io. Want to boost your mobile app's search visibility on Google Play and the iOS App Store? Well, you can find hundreds of the most relevant and popular keywords for your app in just one minute. And you can create effective metadata with ASO Mobile. Check them out at asomobile.net. What is up, App Nation? Welcome to the fam. It is Fridays with App Masters, and it's also the fam because we are a community here of app entrepreneurs, app founders, people in the app marketing space who want to really grow their downloads and more importantly, those revenues. And today I'm super excited because we have one of the big wigs in the app marketing or in the app space from Data AI, formerly App Annie. And we're going to talk all about their state of mobile report that they just released. And these are the marketing insights that you need to know to be successful in 2022. And joining me today is Gabriel Bicker. She is the marketing insights at Data AI. Formerly, you guys all know them as App Annie. Gabriel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. So I've got the marketing, the insights up on this so we can share any of the slides. And I recommend definitely you guys go check it out as well. But Gabriel, what really stood out to you when you guys were compiling this report and you got to see the report for the very first time? Yeah. So this report was awesome to work on. Um, my team specifically, I work on the insights team and we're responsible for kind of putting together a lot of these reports. And our biggest one, of course, is um, the state of mobile. So this year we went even bigger. Um, we did, you know, a, came up with some really great insights ac across a lot of industries. And there are so many that stand out. It's hard to pick just a few. But uh, to <laughs> me, I think the ones that are the most interesting were um, you know, there was a lot of change in um, food and drink and um, in dating. It was interesting to see how everything progressed from the pandemic, um, especially, you know, there were a lot of ideas of how those would play out. But what actually ended up happening was growth all around um, across pretty much every stage yeah. of mobile. Um, so a lot of different regional success as well. But um, yeah, there was a lot, a lot of exciting stuff. One of the real here, I'll pull up this report too. We can go through it together. But one of the things I really loved about it was you guys had one this one slide where it was like the most searched iOS keyword terms. And you get to really see how the pandemic, the pandemic has really affected us. You know, you got Zoom, Job, a lot of Zoom, Microsoft Teams. And surprising PDF scanner, still pretty huge because I know a lot of people who have submitted apps either through for us to take a look at through this live stream or just clients we've worked with, they have a lot of this PDF scanner app. So this is a really cool slide that I enjoyed from the whole thing. Yeah, I agree, actually. I think this one's really interesting for a couple of reasons. So there's obviously the differences across regionals. So you see, mm -hmm. you know, in some regions, maybe Zoom's the number one app, whereas in others, it's Google Meet or um, a Microsoft Teams or something. So that um, dynamic is interesting. But on top of that, um, you'll notice certain categories um, have um, 
a larger share or more people searching um, very branded terms. So they know exactly what app they're looking for. Um, yeah. Whereas some regions or some categories, people are looking for more generic. So it presents a lot of opportunity or kind of gives you good insight into, you know, maybe including some of that in your ASO or in your description or um, where to place more bidding or where to bid or, you know. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Like we've been looking at the Germany market too and you see like team zoom and you're right like scanner pdf scanner scanner and so yeah mm -hmm. some are branded but there's a lot of generic terms so it gives you some insight especially if you're trying to develop or you have an aso or your aso or you're trying to develop new types of apps you know it's pretty interesting to get this type of insight to call yeah. recorder in india look at that <laughs> anyway <laughs> the uh, the other thing i want to really kind of spend a little bit of time on too is some of the macro trends we are here so this right here, the people are still spending time of time on mobile. As much as we like to talk about like, hey, you know, we're too addicted to our phones. We're spending a lot of time on our phones still. It's true. Yeah. It's this slide's also always one of my favorites. Um, I think this is one that we kind of look at every year just because it's interesting to see like how this has progressed over the years. Um, but the short of it is that users are spending about a third of their day, which is you know, tremendous on mobile or in mobile apps. Um, so from sunup to sundown or when people are awake, a third of that time is spent in mobile apps, whether it's shopping, um, whether it's checking your bank account. Um, and interestingly, Brazil's always or Brazil's ranking number one, but the US is of course um, yeah. up there as well in the top, um, growing each year, spending more time. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, Brazil's a really hot market. Cool. The other the the other thing that really stood out to me, and maybe I can try to find the right slide. Well, let me hide this one. Was the casual gaming market. Now, Gabriel, I thought I've seen these, right? We had we had color switch. We had all these, you know, like catch app, voodoo doing these games. And I thought it was slowly dying. I just thought nobody was really paying hyper casual as much anymore, but you guys said differently. You guys found something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The gaming the market slide. was, um, sorry. sorry, you said you found that slide. Oh yeah, yeah I exactly. Think so. this, this is, is it. One, yeah. This slide to me is super, super interesting. Um, first of all, it just kind of shows the evolution of, you know, how different genres, um, have progressed or how they've either rose to the top or fallen over the years. And on top of that, um, who's who's lived, who stayed, but then also what are the emerging genres? So um, we're seeing a lot, to your point, um, a lot of hyper-casual growth. Um, and, you know, people are people have been monetizing that as well. So um, some of the big um, breakout games, though, um, of course, Roblox is always a big one. Um, and yeah, it's been, you know, a lot of growth in that in that industry, or sorry, in that genre, not only in the U.S. but um, on a global scale. Yeah, that's pretty crazy because you look at this. I mean, most of these icons, I'm like, they all look the same. <laughs> right? That's what I noticed. Yeah, in the blue. <laughs> yeah, this water sort puzzle. I know there's a couple of games out there, and I just did a video on all the Wordle clones. I don't know if you're playing Wordle, but I'm super addicted to that game. But it it's been well, crazy yeah, to just. To it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's been crazy to see all this stuff because i thought like honestly i was like there's no way this is still going on but yet you know 
and I got to give it out to subway surfers because they these guys have been out for so long. They're like the dinosaurs of the app marketing <laughs> app space, and yet they're still super relevant. Mm -hmm. Consistently raking in the top 10 in many regions. Yes, very yeah. relevant. <laughs> okay. Anything, so I know you're you're fascinated on the food and drink part <laughs> because, yeah, you said, look, hey, the pandemic, obviously we saw it grow, so it was obvious, but then it continued to to sustain its growth. Exactly. Yeah, I think there were several areas where, you know, following the pandemic or during the pandemic kind of took off, of course, by nature of, you know, being um, sheltering in place or having more restrictions um, in terms of um, eating out or dining, things like that, as well as shopping um, that kind of, you know, goes hand in hand here. But there was a lot of speculation or um, I guess um, people thought that, essentially this industry or that growth that we saw would kind of die down and would return to pre-pandemic levels. But what actually ended up happening was quite the opposite. So um, sessions actually is a great thing to look at when talking about food and drink. Um, downloads is great, but um, what we found is that a lot of people, once they've downloaded it, they actually ended up keeping the app. So there's a little bit less growth there, but sessions I think increased um, over 30%, which is a better metric to look at when um, in this industry to kind of equate that to, you know, a purchase or a checking out. So um, in the US that took off. Um, and right now what we're seeing is a lot of growth within rapid delivery apps. So I don't know if you've tried them yet. Um, Gitter, I for have? example, you have? What, I mean, what was your is it rapid? Does, is it like DoorDash? Is that still considered rapid? So a lot of um, a lot of the big players, DoorDash is still number one, um, but a lot of the big players are kind of breaking into that either through partnerships or um, kind of launching um, some of their own. So in um, Latin America, for example, there's um, a big food and drink player that kind of t is testing like that 10 minute delivery. So there's a lot that yeah, goes I into saw that in this slide. Yeah, yeah this exactly. One. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one industry that there's mixed opinions, I guess. Um, it's growing a lot, but currently it's about like kind of figuring out how to actually, you know, make profit off of that um, just because the model of it can be a little bit um, interesting. But yeah, that's one big oh. area growing right now and QSRs as well or fast food. Um, McDonald's was, you know, of course, <laughs> ranking among the top with their delivery. Um, and we saw that in, um, I don't know, at least 20 of the largest regions. Um, so those are the big things growing right now. Yeah. The fact that I saw McDonald's up here, I was super shocked to see. <laughs> Not surprised, but a little bit. I mean, I guess I'm a little bit surprised. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Killing it. That's crazy. I know. Yeah, because you think like with fast food, especially that it's so fast that an app would yeah. almost take longer. But I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm surprised Starbucks is not up here, but yeah, I guess they don't they do too much delivery, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're actually growing a lot in um, a lot of APAC countries um, mm. and some regions of Europe um, through just some of the things that they've been doing there. They're really, you know, focusing on growth in those regions. So actually one interesting thing I thought is that in a couple of regions within APAC, some of the top 10, um, speaking of branded key or sorry, keywords, um, some of the top 10 most searched keywords um, were just simply coffee. Um, so that's, oh, really? a, you know, again, an opportunity for Starbucks or whomever to, to take that and run with it um, in different regions. 
Yeah, and I think it's good. It's important, especially in the app space, to think globally too, because I think we get too U.S. centric or Western centric in this regard when we're studying all these markets. But really, like, it seems like the biggest opportunities are in like Brazil, maybe some some of the APAC countries as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Brazil, across Latin America, there's extreme growth. Um, not just in food or any of that stuff, but um, finance. That's you know one yeah. of the biggest reasons pushing that that industry forward or that mobile industry. I do want to say hi to a few people that have been here. Noah, what's going on? Bam, first. You actually weren't first. Noah was kind of first, but let's see. All right, Yash, what's how's it going? And then we got Akif and Fernando. Brassi's here. Adrian, hi team. Viva la Ukraine. I love it. And then Joe is here as always. And then Kanik. Try that. People are really testing my pronunciation skills. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> Uh, all right. What do you want to move on to next, Gabrielle? I mean, I, I can pick out a category that I, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in. Okay. How about health and fitness? Health and that, fitness. That was pretty. I have this slide right here. I'll show it to you. Awesome. We saw that, like, you know, the, the rise of Peloton stock and everybody talking about it. And now they've fallen recently. But yeah, I would love to get some insights on the health and fitness category. Yeah. Well, on a global scale, um, I think it really kind of varied by region here. But mm. of course, um, this is a quarterly breakout. So you're seeing um, in, I think it's Q1 or is it Q2? Yeah, that's, yeah Q1 yeah. and then Q2 just took a huge yeah. increase. Exactly. Really that, mm -hmm, exactly. So during that time, um, there was a lot of growth in that um, in health and fitness for a number of reasons. So health and fitness, of course, includes so many different types of um, segments, I guess. There's um, at-home fitness, there's, you know, just general um, like sleep trackers, there's meditation, there's all those things. Some mm. of the biggest things kind of pushing that board in Q2 were um, meditation and wellness apps, as well as um, like the workout apps and um, like that at-home fitness, like I was mentioning. So that really um, pushed downloads in that quarter. It In 2021, we're still seeing it, you know, above what it was before the pandemic, but naturally um, a little bit less than we saw in Q2. Um, and actually during that time, a lot of apps, for example, Calm, they were offering um, free trials or just kind of Standard, you know, discounted yeah. rates um, to yeah. kind of support that. So that definitely led to an increase as well. You know, when I see something like this, like a slide like this, where the two biggest players take up so much of the space do you mm -hmm. think and i know i've worked yeah, I know. a bunch of different meditation apps do you think it's a category that it's like as maybe a startup we should still go into um it's tough to say so i mean there are they definitely dominate you know the market within kind of the well-being um or the overall mindfulness and wellness um category there's a you know they pushed a lot of um, different marketing initiatives those are the first people you'll see when when it comes to advertising um, or just being featured in the app store as well so it can be difficult to break in um, to some degree but what we find especially with like wellness or um, actually health and fitness in general is that um, that industry is really the growers are often grow due to you know trials or different kinds of um, um, in-app purchases that essentially let users try it first. So it's really about like winning them over kind of from a loyalty perspective. So I think there's still opportunity, my personal take, but um, it can, yeah, it can be tough. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always curious to see like what, 
I was going through some of the slides as well, but curious to see what we should do when we're looking at these stats. Like, should we be excited about the opportunity? Or should we feel like, man, this is going to be hard because these guys are taking up so much of the market space that, like, can we penetrate that and take a piece of the pie too? So, yeah, mm -hmm. just wanted your thoughts. Exactly. On that. Yeah. I right. mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can go. Feel free. I was hoping you had something else to say after that. Too. Yeah, I was going to say, like I said, um, that that's one area like the in-app purchase thing where it's a lot of trial driven, um, mm. a lot of trial driven success, but also um, the keywords like there's actually a lot. If you kind of look at the gaps in what people um, use in their descriptions or on their app store page. Um, I know that slide was kind of just a summary of the top 10 most searched right. keywords. On top of that, um, there are ways to look at, you know, filling in the gaps and what um, could be kind of bumped up. And I think that's one industry where um, keywords and kind of choosing the right um, ASO strategy. Um, right. You can you can break into it, I suppose. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I want to say hi to a few more people. Once you say hi to a few people, some people, I like the activity, you know, I got to say hi to some people to get more activity. Wander's here. Okay, we're going to take a look at your app, your app, I think. Romain, how's it going? Hi from Brazil. All right. Look at that. The mobile market is really growing. We've seen that too, Wander, for a couple of years now. And to see it like really play out and continue to grow is really cool to see. And then William saying, hey, cool, really cool presentation. Dustin catching it live for the first time. And then Miguel is late but here good and then wonder said for iphone or android and i think it's android do you have any insights on the brazil market is it primarily android or is it primarily, primarily android, yes. yeah mm -hmm. okay wonder says a little bit of both i guess so it's mm -hmm. good to see okay is there another category oh can i can we stay on the aso front a little bit yeah. Ariel? like what so let's let's say with meditation like what are some opportunities and i can and what i've noticed too is you know we work with a lot of meditation apps and i'm seeing breath work being really kind of like oh you know there's that category where it's sort of in the pseudo meditation space but at the same time it's less competitive and frankly when i you know i try to meditate every day now but like mm -hmm. i find the breath work stuff more interesting because i'm still kind of exercising and whereas meditation i feel like Kind of like relax breath work i feel mm -hmm. like there's activity going on so like i find that if i'm comparing two apps like i'm more excited about an app that's like more focused on breath work just because i feel like there's a little bit of space that i can wiggle into versus meditation but what are yeah. your thoughts on the aso moment specifically if we're talking about meditation yeah i mean just off the top of my head um I, i'm sure i could dive into this a little bit deeper looking at the data but in the health and fitness space in general, um, you get kind of that mix that I was talking about earlier of um, branded versus generic terms. Actually, this, especially medical um, health and fitness, when it comes to anything like that, like breath work or meditation, people tend to type that first, um, despite, you know, despite there being some market dominance. Um, so that this, this particular segment or vertical of health and fitness, um, that is an opportunity in itself. Um, you see people tend to search for, for example, like a pregnancy app or mm -hmm. um, relaxation or sleep versus a specific brand name. So um, on the ASO front, that's like I said, I um, presents kind of the opportunity. Yeah, you know, one thing I noticed from an ASO front too is like, especially when it comes to dating, that the, the brand names have way more traffic than just a dating 
where maybe mm -hmm. like to your point, there are certain categories within the health, health and fitness space that, you know, maybe meditation is just as high. Calm is probably a little bit higher if I remember yeah. correctly, but there's still some room where people are actually searching for the generic term versus the branded term. Exactly. Yep. All right. Juan, Juan, what's happening? Somebody <laughs> we, we work with. He said, how are sports apps growing with the sports betting now starting to be legalized? Any insight? Yeah. Good question. Um, in general, um, yes, that is one area we're seeing a ton of growth um, to the point of just different states letting um, that happen. So um, when New York did it recently, we saw a lot of those apps. Um, I think William Hill, is it William Hill in the UK? Um, anyway, a lot of those apps taking yeah. off. Um, I can't remember either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's one area that's really interesting. Also, um, on the creative front, there's, of course, like the um, kind of letting your users try it. So you see these big um, advertisements of $50 on your first bet or $100. And that's um, a very competitive space within um, sports betting as well. But a lot of growth. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of plays out as it continues to be legalized in different regions. Yeah, I think it was FanDuel, DraftKings, mm -hmm. some of those bigger players were legalized in New York, California, unfortunately. You're out in California as well, right? Um, I was. I actually recently okay. moved to Chicago. <laughs> okay, that's what I saw on LinkedIn, but yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but when we got connected, yeah. she said, okay, that's awesome. How are you liking that, that move? I like it, actually. I had never been to Chicago until mm -hmm. um, last year in March, so around this time. It's the first time I ever went and then kind of fell in love with it and decided okay nice. this is my new city <laughs> so, <laughs> i love it I, I do miss san francisco the bay area is great um kind of miss it it's still cold here so you're not missing much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right one says thank you so you seem to enjoy that was there anything else that i might have missed that you want to make sure we cover for this slide um, this presentation i mean any and all of it i'm super fascinated by you know the whole industry by data in general, of course, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, especially mobile data, I think shopping was another one that was pretty interesting. Um, I guess a little bit of it was not surprising, but shopping something that, um, there we're seeing a lot of that cross start with the metaverse stuff. So, um, in general, I think it's kind of an interesting segment, but time spent worldwide, um, continued to grow year over year. Um, I think, that was somewhat expected, but um, also took off more than what what people had anticipated just in terms of users continuing to go to mobile apps versus in store for a lot of things. And a lot of apps have kind of created this experience of, you know, whether it's um, different virtual or sorry, AR or VR or whatever um, to kind of create that in-store experience um, and just really have advanced in terms of what they can do within an app and how efficient that process is. So that's a big reason for growth. Um, in the US, it's mostly still, um, users are mostly downloading apps that are US brands, whereas in a lot of other regions across the globe, we're seeing that um, kind of APAC headquartered brands like Sheen um, yeah. are starting to increase their market share, increase their footprint within those areas. So um, yeah, for us though, most um, people in the US are continuing to download US headquartered or US based brands um, in their apps. Yeah, I mean, I always think of this as like, you know, we talked about this, like, this is a worldwide audience that we have. And I'm very fortunate and humbled by that 
and it's like see what's going on in other markets and then if there's an opportunity in your particular market you know your market right wherever you are in the world and maybe mm -hmm. you can leverage off of that too exactly i have to admit i am using sheen quite a lot <laughs> I know, it's, just, it's like h&m like right like so cheap and i'm like all right whatever <laughs> let's yeah, go a lot of good stuff actually that one took <laughs> off um I mean, I think it surpassed Amazon at some point um, wow. within the last year, but across a lot of um, a, a lot of regions, they ranked in the top five, top ten for breakout apps, um, which is essentially net new growth. Um, so, um, rather than like a percentage, just to kind of benchmark it. But um, in the U.S., yep, it ranked number two there. Um, actually, <laughs> is this Amazon? Uh, this little um, icon down here sorry, uh, number five sorry, which number five oh um no i think that's a firm which is oh, okay okay similar to like an afterpay klarna um that's oh is an interesting segment actually um there was a lot of um debate i guess on whether it was okay in some regions and it's been getting um approved um in most regions at least but mm. now we're actually seeing kind of that buy now pay later theme um emerge in different areas not just shopping so for example food <laughs> back to food wow. but um yeah so i just yeah it's interesting to see all these different crossovers of verticals and um you know a rise in that kind of thing right, have you used any of those i no, have no i haven't I've, i haven't you know, i haven't used any of those after pay type of things but i know <laughs> I was talking to a potential client of ours, like we were just talking and he was targeting a different, I forget which market, but they were like one, like the second biggest player in that particular market. And he's like, you know, we're going to, this is the biggest player in our market, but it was the same buy now pay a little bit later, like break up those payments yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very, um, it's driven a lot by, um, you know, here's the, the buzzword, but Gen Z's um, just, the theme of like financial flexibility and um you know that's something that's been adopted in a lot of these verticals but um by now pay later we see that a lot yeah that's a that's a trend yeah okay fernando asks he's got a an app in the kids category what about the kids category real you have any yeah so kids as it relates to education or more on the gaming side because i think his, I, I believe, is more on the gaming side, but not like, but kids games. So part education, part, you know, games right. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in that particular segment, um, I know India's off, off the top of my head, but um, across a lot of regions, there was still a lot of growth in that um, in that segment or in that sector. Um, primarily still driven by, you know, remote learning and things like that. Um, and then of course, as parents are working from home, kind of on the gaming side, like keeping your kids entertained or um, and whatnot. But yeah, still, I, I would say there, that is one genre within gaming that also was notable um, in terms of its growth in the last in the last year. That's cool. And then Noah asks, any insights in the utilities category? <laughs> <laughs> they just care about their own categories. <laughs> yeah, utilities can be pretty broad. Um, yeah if there's anything in particular but again similar to what i mentioned with you know the kids um because there are so many kinds of apps that go into utilities that is consistently um a growing a growing vertical um when it yeah. comes to mobile so in downloads um revenue depends um but 
as far as downloads go, definitely growing. Um, what within utilities? Yeah, let us know, Noah, in utilities. I mean, one thing I can share too is that, I mean, we, we notice it, right? Top search terms, PDF scanner, and I would assume yeah. that is in the utility space too. So while Noah answers our question, we'll get into, and then Fernando did say actually both. So I think mm -hmm. he gave some insights on that. Wander asked, talking about IAP subscription ad-based apps, what's the best model when it comes to hyper-casual games? Should we mix them? Do you have any insights on that? Uh, you know, I know the perfect person to answer this. <laughs> my <laughs> my teammate, Donnie. Um, when it comes, I mean, for, on hyper-casual, I, uh, I don't know if I have, you know, the best insight on... Um, the mixture of um, subscription models, but yeah. can definitely look into that and get back to yeah. you. I mean, I think what I can say, Wonder, is probably ads, you know, the LTV, especially on hyper, hyper casual games is very low. And so if you model like the voodoos of the world and ketchups of the world, they do rely mm -hmm more heavily on ads that's where most of the revenues and one of the more surprising things that i still remember now this was a couple of years ago but i had the cro the chief revenue officer at ketchup on a podcast and he was talking about how his banner ads towards the bottom of the games were the number two ad revenue generator like the revenue generator was number two the banner ads and i think mm -hmm. video ads are probably the biggest ones and so yeah. probably going on video ads would probably be beneficial for you wonder yeah and just wanted to pull this up, this casual game market. Crazy. You know, I always think when I first got into this space, Gabrielle was like, oh, 2013, I started making apps 2011. And I thought like maybe still crowded, but you know, it's, the landscape's 230 billion new apps. That's insane. So it's still growing. Still growing, looks yes, like. Definitely still growing. Um, yeah, it's. It's insane. You'd think at some point it kind of slows down. I mean, downloads have slowed down a little bit, but we're still seeing, um, you know, a bit of an increase there. Um, it's already so large, though. But I think worldwide spend—that's the one that there—that's the area that um, continues to grow. Um, we're seeing regions that previously didn't necessarily rank that high in spend—they're taking off as well. So a lot of opportunity. Um, I think there's about twenty percent growth um, in spend overall um and in some regions that was like extremely driven by um by spend on gaming or in gaming apps so ah, i like it okay we do have an answer from noah he says browsers browsers yeah um so a new I browser is that what noah was <laughs> trying to build that's crazy yeah. That's Sorry, a, go ahead. No, I mean, I haven't looked into that um, particular segment of um, utilities in a while, but um, from my memory, there is a lot of growth when it comes to, um, especially um, browsers that kind of block, um, I think, I'm forgetting the name of them. If you can think of it, let me know. The ad but blockers? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Block, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's still growing um, yeah. for a number of reasons that, um, like a segment of browsers. Um, and then also there is a little bit of an interesting um, trend or I guess um, just minor trend, I would say to watch when it comes to um, kind of unique browsers. So I think Ecosia is one where there's that donation aspect or um, kind of that um, unique um, like 
social cause browser, if that makes sense. So they donate X amount of money or X amount of, um, you know, food as people use their, their browser. So we do always see a little bit of growth in certain regions on those types of browsers. Um, but I would say the one that's consistently growing is um, definitely like ad blockers. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those social apps too, where it's like a bank card and then it helps you offset your carbon footprint. And so there's always around that. And then Noah did say, yes, an ad, oh, an ad blocker browser actually. We're spot on, <laughs> we know, we know the space, Noah. All right. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.